the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I am joined by my co-host Don Dix, who today has ventured out of his secret underground bunker at an undisclosed location somewhere in Southern California. And as you may hear from the quality of his connection, he is now at an undisclosed phone booth somewhere in Southern California. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I thought we talked beforehand that I was going to actually disclose my location as a part of our conversation today. Yeah, I know. But I, um, you know, I, I, I try, I imagine myself as an amateur comedian. So I, I do my, so I, so I, oh. I try to, I try to fulfill that role in my, in my, in my own mind. So gotcha. Gotcha. The added drama. We need the added uh, element of drama is what we need. Yeah. So actually, gotcha. so the truth, the truth is, and is part of his work as a private citizen, that most important political office, uh, Don is coordinating people that are overseeing the vote counting in Riverside County. And he is actually at that location now doing our show before his duties in that regard uh, start. And we're going to talk more about what's happening in that later in the show. But this is, I mean, this for for the most unusual, I mean, if you would set back in January one of twenty twenty, and okay, what's going to happen this year? Anyway, there's an election. You know, Donald Donald Trump may win, he may not win. I think the economy is going well, and so and so. You would you would never have predicted the things that have happened, and and the the election is just the same with the most. Uh, I've been I've been observing the political situation since closely since the 1970s. I have never seen anything like the in-your-face vote fraud that's happening now, and on such a scale across the country. And every, I mean, Joe Biden was right. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together. And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And whether... Well, and whether I, I was just going to say go thank ahead. you, Greg, for playing that because... Um, I, I've been told repeatedly by Twitter that this and Facebook that that comment is being taken out of context. So the tech giants obviously don't want you to think what your ears and eyes just saw is what your ears and eyes just saw and heard. Right. Uh, oh, you know, my bad. If if Twitter and Facebook say that that's not, that that comment is out of context and doesn't mean what we just heard, then I I must we must we must be wrong. So as uh, Emily Latilla used to say, never mind. Exactly. There was a um, and it just and it just came to mind here. There was an old TV movie, nineteen sixties, maybe nineteen seventies, entitled "Guide for the Married Man." And when I remember when I was first starting as a lawyer, the the, the attorney I was working for used one of the one of the little skits from this uh, movie. Um, in, tr- in a number of trials, and this was a series of comic vignettes about spouses try, uh, trying to cheat on the other spouse. So in this one, the wife walks into her bedroom, finds her husband in bed with another woman. The husband and woman carefully, casually get up, make the bed, get dressed. He gives her a kiss goodbye. He goes out and sits down into his chair in the living room, opens up the newspaper. All while the wife is going, um, 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 um. oh dear, what's wrong? Well, well, no, the, the, the woman. What woman? I don't see any woman. Now, what are you going to? Are you going to believe your eyes, or are you going to believe me? 
And that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, it's it's larger than life. And if you had been paying attention, as many of the folks that do tune into the Unite IE radio show probably have, over the past four years, beginning with the moment that Donald Trump prevailed in his in the in the Republican primary in 2016 and became the uh, Republican Party's nominee, the all the forces of the administrative state of the Democrat Party of the media of the entertainment industry rallied to oppose him, realizing that he was an outsider, realizing that he was probably pretty serious about some of the promises that he had made when he came down the escalator in 2015, realized that they had to do whatever they could do to undermine his campaign. And that's when the Hillary Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, and the leadership of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the National Security Agency, agencies all began to conspire against uh, a Donald Trump campaign, created the dossier, lied in order to get the spying warrants. Absolutely. And they did things. They tried to set up George Papadopoulos and give him money and try to get him arrested when he came when he when he came back with the money. They sent a, 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 a what's in the trade is called a honeypot. And there was a, a female to try to lead the uh, target astray. And just and it just goes on and on. They they talked about the um, insurance policy at the FBI. So the top officials at the FBI are talking to each other and saying he's not going to get elected, is he? Oh no, no. But we have an insurance policy just in case. So right. The- and so and then once he was in office and began to implement his policies, uh, all the force of the his opponents. Remember, you had John Lewis. Uh, who has since passed away, said uh, he's an illegitimate president. You had um, Ted Lieu, uh, California uh, Democrat congressman. He's an illegitimate president. You had every pundit saying he's an illegitimate president and spent the last four years doing everything they could, including the Mueller investigation, including the effort to impeach him for doing something much less sinful than what we now understand Joe Biden to have done in the Ukraine, they, they attempted to impeachment, impeach him. And then they unleashed all of the fear that you can unleash during a pandemic in order to grind the economy to a halt. Um, and if you don't think that that was being done on purpose, um, I think now in the fullness of what we've seen done by Democrat governors and Democrat administ- state administrations across the country, if you thought that you could walk into an election and everybody would all of a sudden have a kumbaya moment and everybody would say, oh, let's have a free and fair election and see who can really win. As Donald Trump was doing four and five rallies a day again, attracting tens of thousands of people. And Joe Biden sat in his basement, couldn't even attract um, a parking lot full of cars. And now we're expected to assume that this was, according to the New York Times, uh, no election fraud at all. Folks, it's time to wake up and put our big boy pants on and realize that we are in in the political war for America's future. And it requires next level action, next level thinking, next level strategy, next level tactics, because everything that we've been doing up to this point has done squat in order to uh, organize ourselves from the political right. We need next-level thinking, next-level action, Greg, because otherwise this stuff will just continue. Uh, next election, if we don't route out the fraud now, guess what's going to happen in 2022, in 2024? It's just going to continue. It's just going to get worse. If you think the Marxists are going to give up now, now that they've got the White House, you are sorely mistaken. Well, they don't have the White House yet, and we and we need. There's always. I mean, you see some oh, republic. True. You see some Republicans. You know, um, or we're almost conceding that, and or you know, the, and the silence from some of them. 
is deafening. Maybe they make a tepid statement. Well, let's you know, let's, let's count all legal votes. Let's let the president uh, mount his legal challenges. And you're, 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 you are exactly right about if this fraud stands. And this, I mean, on one level, you you sort of got to be, you know, the most compre- as as Biden said, the most comprehensive vote fraud operation in U.S. history. I mean, they really did it, and in part, it explains why during the during the actual campaign, Donald the Donald Trump campaign had the much better ground game than the Democrats, and usually it's the Democrats with their union operatives, paid union operatives, that have the better ground game but it wasn't that wasn't so this election and the explanation that makes sense is they real they realized they were going to count on the vote fraud and what they what they did i mean whether it is getting judges to extend and modify voting laws so they can implement their vote by mail which is greatly facilitates vote fraud or it is, and as increasingly appears, that these uh, computer programs and, and voting machines have been altering the vote totals, potentially in just in very large, in very large numbers. Or whether it's getting the, the, the people in the post office to backdate and, and stamp the postmark on the, on, the, on the ballot envelopes with an earlier date so they, so they count, or getting the, the clerks that are handling the counting the vote to throw away ballots for Donald Trump or to backdate things or fill in information in Wisconsin. I mean, it's just, it was, and I'm, just, and I'm just going through part of this stuff. This was really a, uh, a, a really comprehensive effort. And one, of the, one, story, one story this week kind of encapsulated everything. And of course, you can look to Joe Frazier rising from the dead to vote for Joe Biden, which, which is, which is that's, that's truly, for, um, for me, to see, a, to see a citizen, notwithstanding the fact that they're dead, still doing their civic duty, it just, I mean, it puts all, quite put all of us um, to shame. But here's, in, in Pennsylvania, you got, they, sent out a, they sent out a bunch of ballots. 51,000 of the ballots were returned a day later. They were mailed on one day. They were returned the next day. I mean, even for the U.S. For the US Postal Service, even for FedEx, that would be a hard thing to, uh, to accomplish. 35,000 ballots were returned the same day they were mailed out. And not even better... I mean, and I had no idea that the U.S. Postal Service offered this kind of service. But 23,000 ballots were returned before they were mailed. And, 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 just, and, you, know, and you see, this is, is life now imitates limericks. And I'm not talking about the one that involves the city of Nantucket. But in this one, there once, <laughs> there, there, there once, was, a, there once was a ballot named Bright, whose speed was faster than light. It was mailed one day in a Democrat way and returned the previous night. That's a great limerick, Greg. And I want to say to those folks that are still unsure about whether or not any uh, quote unquote fraud happened or irregularities, I don't know that you even need to go that far because what we're learning now in just in terms of organizing a good uh, ground game. Now, you, you mentioned Donald Trump's ground game. Uh the ground game that the Democrats had not only unfolded before the election, but it's unfolding after the election in terms of something that I'd never heard of called ballot curing. Now, this doesn't mean that you're putting a ballot in a vat of uh, grape juice and letting it ferment. What this means is that you're getting a list of ballots that have or are actually not ballots, but ballots before they're open, still in the envelope where a signature is either missing from the envelope or is blatantly unmatchable with the signatures on file. So what's required at that point? Now, this came in in California as a part of the law that allowed for ballot harvesting or ballot gathering. But the ballot curing is a process where you get this list from the registrar of voters, and then you go to the home or you call them on the phone, if you don't have it, of someone who forgot to sign their ballot, or 
whose signature doesn't match, and you take an affidavit, affidavit created by the registrar of voters to their home, get them to sign it, get a picture of their ID, and as a service to them, take that back to the ROV and cure the ballot, cure the deficiency. This is something that is being organized in Christy Smith versus uh, Mike Garcia's race, because now, as of Thursday, that race is separated by approximately 160 votes out of I don't re- even recall the, the the total number, but it's in it's like 60 or 70 thousand total votes. You, that race is now separated by 160 votes. If, and folks, if you ever hear anybody say my vote doesn't count, you just show them that race, a congressional race at that and how close it is as evidence that their votes do count. They do matter. But ballot curing is the process that's going to end up uh, determining that race. And the Democrats have it down to a science. They held workshops the day after the election on it. They have been recruiting people to not only do ballot curing in Mike Garcia's race, uh, that's the 25th, but Young Kim's race in Orange County. They're not only recruiting people to do ballot curing in Orange County, they're recruiting people to do ballot curing in Georgia because there's a lot of ballots there whose signatures are either misaligned, missing, or don't match. So you don't even have to go to fraud, Greg, in order to say, hey, the Democrats are way better organized than we are, and just that edge alone can win them races. Oh, it, it may very well. And in some states, uh, California, they uh, um, uh, expressly by law allowed that practice, and in other states, it's 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 not allowed. So it, it depends on the on the individual state whether that whether that's going to be allowed. And then if it's not statutory, those votes may uh, those 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 votes may may not count. And of course, what it does what it really does is. If you were a little bit sloppy on forging the signature the first time, you now have a second chance to go out and forge the signature. This is true. And I see Dan Dan is giving me gestures through the window. I won't describe the gestures, but that is a, that is a reminder. It is time to hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And I think private citizens across the country understand there's a whole new dimension to what that job entails. I actually had an eye-opening experience as the call went out on November 4th for folks to come into registrar of voters all across the state of California to do something called observing the vote count. So I signed up and I actually went in on Thursday of last week for my very first inaugural uh, trip into the uh, dungeons of the local ROV as legions of temporary employees and permanent registrar employees went about the business of tallying the vote here in Riverside County, but it essentially unfolds in a similar way across the state where there are essentially, Greg, five different processes that you need to keep your eyes on. The first process is when the votes come in the door 
and begin to get organized by precinct. That's one of the first things that's done. And then they're fed into this high-speed, high-powered machine that photocopies the front of the ballot envelope, photocopies it for posterity. That way they know and they have that piece of evidence forever to be able to prove that someone's ballot was returned. Now, because of ballot secrecy, the ballot ends up getting separated from the envelope, but not until the signature is verified. And that goes through a several-step process where a temporary employee is fed onto a computer screen, four different signatures with prior signatures below that. And they very quickly look to see where the easy matches are and where signatures might be questionable. They flag the questionable ones. They flag, Then they flag the easy ones. The easy ones then, those ballots go on to a next step where the top of the envelope is sliced open. And then another stage where the contents of the envelope and the ballot inside are separated. Those two items are never together again. The ballot is separated. It's pressed out so it lies flat. And then the ballot goes through a journey to make sure that it's readable and legible and that the ballot itself is not damaged. At that point, the ballot is fed as long as the signatures have matched. And I'll come back to the matching process in a moment. Uh, the ballot is fed into one of those reader machines and they read uh, hundreds of ballots in a minute. They are they pass through very quickly. Uh, that reader registers the votes and then those ballots are taken to a secondary place where one percent of the ballots are removed from those that have been read. And they're manually counted to compare the way that they were tabulated by the machine. And if those ballots don't match up, the hand counted ones with the machine counted ones, that tells the ROV they've got a problem with the programming in the machines. So, and, and don't misunderstand me, Greg, I'm not vouching for the uh, entire uh, validity of the process. I'm just telling you what I saw. Those signatures, though, that don't match, going back to the signature matching, go to a second level review where a permanent employee from the ROV then compares the signatures with the exact ballot. And they go deeper into the past to look because your signature does change over time deeper into the past to see if perhaps there's a better match there. If they are determined by that employee to actually be a match, the ballots go back into the accounting process. But if they're not a match, they go to a third and fourth level, which involve senior management of the registrar voters that actually sit down with those ballots and they compare. Now, I am told they're as liberal as possible to try and find little squeaks and turns in a signature that would potentially match. But ultimately, they will end up with a list of ballots that don't match. And those go out for ballot curing. A letter is sent to the voter that says, hey, knucklehead, your signature and that we have on file don't match. They will then await the voter to send in that affidavit with a brand new signature, wet ink. And they look to see if that signature matches. And if not, that ballot is never counted. It's put in a separate pile. If they can do whatever they can to match that signature up, they will. But ultimately, that is the process. There's one other element to it where two areas of adjudication happen. One, where two people, two different screens together look at the same ballot to determine if what's being read as a mistake was a mistake. Uh, or how the voter intended it, if they've crossed something out, circled something, or filled something in, what do they mean to do? Any kind of mistake is adjudicated between two people. The, if they can't make up their mind, that goes on to a second-level review. If the ballot is damaged, it goes to a place where they do ballot healing, and one person reads off the ballot. We only, we only have less than a minute in before we have a hard break here, Don. Let me ask you, how close are your people to watching the signatures? Are they, are they able to look over the shoulder and see the signatures themselves? Yep. Yep. So, so there you go. That's it. And uh, you can observe any one of those stations. I've observed them all. I don't know exactly everything that I'm looking at where I could pick out and flag something as being suspect. But nonetheless, 
that's the process. As I understand that the is you can watch the process, but you, the observer does not have the ability to go ballot by ballot and go saying no, I object. That does that signature doesn't match. Uh, if your eye is quick enough, you can actually uh, call to a supervisor and say that one. I don't think uh, that she passed through matched, but the person is going so fast. You got to be really good in your observing. The, the main part of observing is to learn the process, to uh, take advantage of the transparency offered by the uh, registrar voters and be there so that you can um, watch over uh, the process and learn. A lot of people are there just to see how it works. There you have it. Uh, stay tuned for the second half of Unite IE Radio after news and these messages. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And in our last previous half hour, Don was describing what he's doing in his role as a private citizen post-election to uh, uh, protect as much election integrity as possible in California in terms of organizing people to observe the vote counting in Riverside County. And we've seen back east that... uh, in the vote fraud centers of Philadelphia and Detroit, that they kicked out the observers, notwithstanding state law that says they can be in there. And during times they were allowed in, they were kept so far back, 30 to 150 feet, that they couldn't see anything. Uh, right. So that's, so the, observing this kind of vote fraud, and not the vote fraud, observing the vote counting is is just one thing we can do as this... Uh, show is being broadcast in, on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to be with a group of people, and I'm not sure how large of a group yet. There is a Stop the Steal rally in Phoenix, Arizona, as part of nationwide Stop the Steal rallies. Uh, one large one in Washington, D.C. There's another one in uh, Carson City with Capitol, Nevada, and others, ac- others across across the country. Because the public relations battle here is just as important and needs to run in parallel with the legal battle because we need to convince people that, and notwithstanding the the mainstream media propaganda, loss of most of Fox News, which is now on fully on board with the vote fraud and uh, Joe Biden, as well as the big Dem tech censoring us and putting out their propaganda. Of course, with every... Um, uh, if you if you post if you if you have doing any posting on big dem tech twitter or facebook that about the election they always comes with they, they put their own overlay this is false this has been one of our hand picked fact checkers has um uh said that it said that this is false or that uh you know here's here's other information someone put out a uh, a fake tweet you know if 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 twitter was around at the time of the American Revolution and had a tweet from, from Paul Revere. 
The British are coming. The British are coming. And then Twitter had put on a, a, a notice on that and says, learn more about the benefits of British taxation. <laughs> I love it. That's absolutely true. And I got to tell you, I have um, I have morphed a little bit on. I was never a big fan of street corner protests and rallies. Uh, the thing that has really helped me to have, you know, travel uh, into an area where I feel like there is, is exactly what you said. There's a public relations battle going on right now. And it's really important that the media know that we're not rolling over. The left knows how to do this. The day of the inauguration, remember all the pink hats that descended on Washington, D.C., the day of the inauguration. They did everything again that they could do. I think that we need to, to learn and implement more broadly, some of the things that the left has done because they understand the public relations battle that those kinds of events can help to uh, bolster. You know, the thing that helped me, Greg, honestly, was the three minute video that came out before the election that showed little bits of, you know, the boat parade rallies, the large turnout to Donald Trump's rallies, the 90 some mile a car rally in Arizona. Um, I mean, little little snippets of all of these rallies, and and it put together a tapestry, a picture, if you will, of exactly what these kinds of events create. And it, there's a good reason why the left didn't broadcast those because they do tend to uh, demoralize the opposition. That's what they intend to use these kinds of events to do when they broadcast them. You know, the Women's March in D.C., the day of the inauguration, um, all of the uh, the things that happened, everything from Kathy Griffin with the bloody head of Donald Trump to Caesar in the park. They broadcast that because they know that it tends to demoralize the opposition. And all they need to do is whittle away at the corners. It, it, they don't have to demoralize the entire uh, bandwagon of Donald Trump supporters, all they need to do is whittle away at the margins, enough of the vote, which is the purpose of the polls. Don't tell me these pollsters didn't organize these polls to show Joe Biden with such a lead as to, uh, again, demoralize a small portion of the electorate that would support Donald Trump to say, what's the use? That small portion that didn't come out could be the difference between a victory and a loss. And they know that. And they know if they shave the edges in all of these areas, whether it's the PR, whether it's the legitimate uh, organizing that can be done to cure ballots or to harvest ballots, or even the other, uh, you know, the stuff that we're now recognizing as full-blown fraud and irregularities, they know that each one of those serves a purpose. And the purpose is to make sure that in the margins, that the victories for Joe Biden are enough so that they can flip states in that direction and make the victory real uh, at the ballot box, real in terms of the numbers at the ballot box. We need to pick that same baton up and use those same strategies, which is why I'm planning on being in Arizona with you on Saturday. Great. And I read it's before the election and Notwithstanding, let's leave aside the vote fraud. Every center of American power was arrayed against Donald Trump. Of course, the mainstream media, the deep state, which has been politicized and corrupted, big businesses, Wall Street, of course, the unions, almost all the unions, there were some, there were some actually, there were some uh, particularly firefighter and, and police unions that went with Donald Trump. They saw what the, this new Democrat agenda was like. The foundations, uh, the billionaires, I mean, every, every, almost every center of American power was, uh, was a raid to try to defeat. I mean, this, there was, it was like this, uh, like reverse antibodies. Donald Trump was the, antibody to into the swamp and the swamp tried to defeat him and, and we've talked about some of the ways from the get-go they tried to hinder him impeach him delay him undermine him from the get-go and all the way up into into this election 
and these rallies because they're being big dem tech was full in on supporting Joe Biden, censoring people, taking prominent conservatives off of off of uh, off of their platforms, limiting their reach, shadow banning them. Is that the rallies were crucial? I think. In one is the message that, hey, that there's a heck of a lot of people out there that support Donald Trump. There's a lot of enthusiasm out there for Donald Trump. And notwithstanding all those censorship efforts, that got through. And when, so when you see the poll, you get a poll. You're down 10%. You're down, I mean, at one poll, one poll shortly before the election, Donald Trump was down in Wisconsin 17%. And and even with the vote, even with the vote fraud, he's it's well less than one percent. So it was it was to give it gave our people hope. Notwithstanding, as you said, the concerted effort to demoralize them and make them give up. Why bother voting? Certainly, why bother volunteering? Why bother contributing if my side is going to lose? So to, I've think absolutely these same kinds of efforts in, in the face of the same kind of propaganda and censorship are really crucial and that's why i decided to uh to head out th- to head out there and um it was I, when i found out about the rally on tuesday morning one of our members told me about it i said okay we're going we'll see how many p- other people we can organize but you and i are going and we're going to leave we're leaving in, from redlands at 6 a.m in the morning Saturday to head, to, head, to head over for the noontime rally. And we'll see how many we get. But these, yeah, absolutely. These rallies are one of the things you can do. And another thing is, even though you may be restricted on social media, everything we can do to spread the truth about this massive in-your-face vote fraud that transcends way beyond, this is way beyond Donald Trump and his rightful yep. reelection. This is a survival of the republic. If they can get away with vote fraud in the hundreds of thousands or millions of ballots, as appears they did, what happened in this election, it is the end of our it is the end of our ability to choose our leaders and the republicans who are now whose whose most of their electeds, their silence is deafening. And they're trying to appease Winston Churchill said that someone who is an appeaser is someone who feeds the crocodile, hoping the crocodile will eat him last. Well, hoping that the Democrat Party vote fraud crocodile eats you last, just from a narrow self-interest as a politician perspective, is a terrible strategy. Never mind your duty as a citizen of the republic to keep the republic. So get the word out everywhere you can, on your social media, on your friends, your family, everywhere you can go. Some of the best sources, Breitbart has always been a good source of news, but actually I think in terms of reporting on the vote fraud, Gateway Pundit has done, has done a better job. And there's a, a, a used to be, kind of like Drudge used to be and is no longer a, a reliable site. There's a site called Pro-Trump News, which collects these stories. And it's another very good source of the information that you can then use to share online electronically and in person with people that you know. Get the word out. And we are winning. There was another one good story this week. Or There's a poll that only 49% of Americans believe that Joe Biden is the legitimate winner. And 34% believe Donald Trump won. And 16% are unsure. So we need to keep driving these numbers to drive that number for Biden down yeah. and the number for Donald Trump up. And it is our duty as citizens uh, to do this. Michelle Malkin asked, and she and I, I really, I, I love her fighting spirit. She asked, "Will you be able to look back and say you did everything you could do to protect the vote, stop the steal?" I'm changing a word slightly. Keep the republic. Yes, that is so important. There are other things you can do besides this. Is as the uh, as as what Greg is describing builds as the number of people that move from the column of unsure to sure. There's other things you can do. There's a, an extraordinary amount of money this is costing. So you can contribute to the Donald Trump campaign to help with the extraordinary legal fees that are going to be 
uh, mounting as these multiple fronts uh, unfold. But there's an even more important fight unfolding in Georgia. I, I don't know if it's more important, but, it, but e- at least equally important. There are two people that need to be elected as senators. There's a special election that's going to happen on Ju- January the 5th. There is an, a full court press by the Democrat Party to do everything in their power to make sure that those people aren't elected, to make sure that there's a tie in the in the Senate, because if both those Republicans lose, the Senate will be tied 50 to 50. And that means that guess who gets to make cast the deciding vote when it comes to everything from stacking the Supreme Court to getting the, the uh, United States back into some of these disastrous treaties. Um, to the Green New Deal. I mean, all of it right. is going to have to pass through the Senate, even uh, rolling back the tax cuts of the Donald Trump instituted. All that passes through the Senate. Those two Senate races inside of Georgia are critical to win. So there's so many things you can do right. uh, like you like you did, Greg. Uh, you can text into Georgia. You can call into Georgia. You can email into Georgia. You can fly into Georgia and be part of the observation of both the polls and the ballot counting. This is all going to be a replay of what we just saw. And everything that we've seen happen is going to be on steroids in that coming election. It is a key rate. It is a key. It's almost as important as the presidential election, right. because if God forbid Donald Trump cannot prevail, the only thing stopping Joe Biden's agenda is going to be the Senate. Right. That is one of the most important things we can do in the next two months. Absolutely right. And we have a clip here from Chuck Schumer illustrating what you just said, Don, about the crucial importance of this, these two Senate races in Georgia. Now, I'll talk about the clip a little bit more once we're done with it. Let's hear, let's hear Chuck Schumer. Now we take Georgia and then we change the world. Yeah! Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. So in, the, in this clip, this, they're out on the street, and there, there's a big celebration. And they, they think that Joe Biden has won. Corey, I mean, imagine the reaction if we're successful in stopping the steal and Donald Trump wins. But so the, the first sentence was a little hard to hear. He says, now we take Georgia, then we change the world. And, of course, I, what flashed in my mind was today, today Germany, tomorrow the world. Today, today, Georgia, tomorrow the world. Then, and he's off camera during the first sentence. Then, you, then the camera goes over to Schumer, and you see him putting on his mask. So before, so when he said the first sentence, in the middle of this big crowd in the street, Chuck Schumer, one of these Democrats who want to make the rest of us wear masks, was not wearing a mask. So he, the video shows him putting on his mask and then he says the second sentence, he says it the second time, we take Georgia, then we change America. So they understand the importance of this and I would given how much money the other side has, there's probably going to be 500 million to a billion dollars spent on their side in Georgia between now and January 5. And we need to assume that Donald Trump will, will not be successful in stopping the steal and that the fate of the republic will turn on these two Senate races. And with that, we are past time, so let's, tell, let's hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, that in the past week has taken on an even heightened sense of importance 
as we've witnessed what just what the political left in this country is capable of. And if we didn't think that they were capable of doing some of the things that have unfolded over the past four years, and Greg, as you kicked off the show and said at the beginning of 2020, you never thought that what would unfold in 2020 has. And I don't think that any of us uh, had any glimmer of what we, you know, we knew it was going to be an election year. We knew that stuff was going to happen. Uh, we knew it was going to be um, a volatile year, but never in any of our wildest imaginations did we dream that the that the forces aligned against freedom and liberty would go to the lengths that they've gone in order to go after freedom and liberty. And the person that is the standard bearer for that right now that stands in the breach between uh, full-blown Marxism and the vision that our founders had of a country that stood for uh, freedom and liberty, uh, Donald Trump, the imperfect, perfect person uh, to be uh, standing in that position. It's just amazing to see what's unfolded and I got to say, it, it is time for to channel your inner warrior in a way that you never have before. It is time to set aside any, uh, you know, thought of, boy, what will my friends think of me? I just don't think I have it in me. That's not me. I'll tell you, I've, I've, I've journeyed uh, quite a distance over the past eight years, Greg, and, and both of us have uh, from the beginnings of our involvement. Uh, for some of us, it was when Barack Obama became president. For others of us, uh, it was, uh, you know, something that may have happened along the way. But all of us had that tipping point where we said enough is enough. And folks, it is for this moment that you said enough is enough. It is for this moment when you got involved in the fight. It is this moment that requires each and every one of us to find that next level warrior inside of us and bring that to the forefront. And whatever your choice is, whether it's sending a little extra money to Donald Trump, whether it's sending a little extra money to, um, you know, some of these Senate candidates, whether it's texting, we all need to be engaged in this fight right now because it is for all the marbles. You are, you are, you are, you are so right. And freedom and self-government are not the normal course of human civilization. That those are the exception was when people are free and they, they are the sovereigns of the country rather than the king, the monarch, the shah, the pharaoh, what have you, the government. And the, from a really, you know, really step back from what we're seeing is a concerted effort by the rulers, the wannabe rulers, to take charge, whether it's use of, the, of COVID to the, uh, the, the, the globalist ruling class. Well, we, we, we need to take this opportunity to make a reset. And how many Democrat politicians said they were going to use COVID to make changes and implement their agenda that preexisted COVID? But I want, I want, and, I, and I want to circle back and, and then make a larger point. In our, close, in our closing minutes, we talked about Chuck Schumer and how he was out there and didn't have a mask on and only until he was going to be on camera. Then he quickly puts on his mask to uh, show that he's, that he's wearing a mask. We saw that uh, Nancy Pelosi, when, she's, when she didn't know she was being observed, again, she's one of these, you, know, you have to wear a mask. But and she's and she's she's a woman. She's over 80. She, she would be someone if she caught the virus would have significant risk. Of, of from the disease, not wearing a mask. Diane Feinstein, same thing. Another woman over over eighty, and then she you have to wear a mask. One you should mandate masks in the airports, and then they see a, you got a video of her walking through an airport with no mask. They re, so they really don't believe their own BS. And there was an article I just I stumbled across it, and I think it came off of the pro Trump news website, but I stumbled across it, and this is published by a newspaper in Maine. About the mask and their, their governor there, Democrat governor is trying to mandate masks and that uh, goes through how the, a CDC report in February before coronavirus that looked at studies of mask use and they don't they don't prevent transmission of respiratory viruses. Uh, another another report in from the CDC 
who wants to make us wear masks from the summertime. And the 85% of the people that had gotten coronavirus always or often wore a mask. Then they looked at uh, Dr. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do his name right, Jay Bhattacharya, who is a doctor, professor at Stanford University Medical School, a physician, epidemiologist, health economist, and public health policy expert. And he says that, uh, you know, in, in, a, in an appropriate setting, like in a hospital, you're in very close co- co- contact with people, masks could be useful. But not outside, not, not outside of that. And they should be changed. You should be changing your mask every hour. To avoid, otherwise, you are at increased risk of respiratory disease. And this, in a small complex, what we see otherwise. The entire ruling class, the ent- all of our institutions are lying to us. They lie to our faces. Whether there's no vote fraud, I mean, you might argue there's not enough vote fraud, it didn't change the outcome of the election. But to say that there is no vote fraud, they're lying to you. They're, they look at you in the face and they lie. Climate change, the reaction to coronavirus are just are just several are just several examples. Uh, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Are just some examples, and that's why. And in part, that's why people don't 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 they can't trust if there are government authorities say, "Here's the winner of the election." We can't trust that. We can't trust anything our institutions tell us and that's a terrible state in in any society and that's a much larger issue which we don't have time for but thank you for tuning in this week tune in next week for another exciting edition of unite ie radio and keep the faith the justice the truth justice and the american way will yet prevail When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. AM 590. The answer.